0: Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Without Insanity podcast focusing on how you can manage cyber risks and regulations without losing your sanity. Uh, I'm Sam Glynn and in this week's news I suppose it's been a big week uh, in the cybersecurity world as the 2023 Verizon Data Breach Investigations Report has just been published. I'm still reading through it so I'll talk about its key findings next week but here's a sneak peek. 74% breaches involve the human element. In the meantime, this week, uh, there's news about a cyber attack in Mazars in Brazil, how 0.1% of emails may be the cause of 66% of all breaches, and the five most common ways that Irish people are fooled by cyber criminals. So let's get into it. Uh, Mazars in Brazil has been hit by ransomware. Uh, Russia-linked ransomware syndicate Alfie Black Cat claims to have stolen sensitive data from the Brazilian arm of Mazars Group. A post on the gang's dark web blog says that the crooks took over 700 gigabytes of data, including agreements, financial records and other sensitive information. That's according to a recent report in CyberNews and shared by Secure the Village. Mazars has confirmed that Mazars in Brazil was a recent target of a cybercrime, although it has not confirmed the nature of the crime or the criminal gang involved. It says that its independent IT infrastructure prevented the attack from spreading to other Mazars entity worldwide. So client data outside of Brazil remained unaffected. Independent forensic experts have identified the scope and root cause of the breach, and Mazars are now working closely with impacted clients. And they're also using the lessons from this incident to enhance cybersecurity measures across all of the entities in the group. I think the key takeaway here is that Mazars describes itself as a single, united and connected partnership. Fortunately, it appears that the IT infrastructure is separated, also known as segmented, so that an incident in one part of the enterprise is less likely to spread to other parts. Segmentation can be a very effective security measure as the HSE, which was Ireland's National Health Service, only learned after it was attacked by ransomware a number of years ago. Uh, The next story is that spear phishing might account for 0.1% of all emails sent, but it may be responsible for 66% of all breaches. That is based on an analysis of 50 billion emails across 3.5 million mailboxes, uh, whereby Barracuda researchers uncovered nearly 30 million spear phishing emails. While these emails only made up 0.1% of all the emails analysed or sent, they were responsible for 66% of the breaches. Uh, as I say, that's according to research published by Barracuda and recently mentioned by No Before, which defines spear phishing as a social engineering attacker using personal or confidential information that they have learned about a potential victim or organization in order to more readily fool the victim into performing a harmful act. No. Before gives some excellent examples, including an attacker figures out the names of your colleagues, for example, just by using LinkedIn, and he then mentions these names in their email to you. Because they seem to know your colleagues, you're more likely to trust them. And in another example, the attacker sees that your company is merging or acquiring another company and pretends to be someone that's working on the merger or acquisition. Because you're still learning about the new people and third parties involved, you're more likely to accept that this is just one more new person introducing themselves. A key difference that Nobi 4 points out between spear phishing and standard phishing is urgency. While standard phishing emails try to get you to act urgently, a spear phishing attacker may bide their time to build trust with you so that their eventual attack is more likely to succeed. The key takeaway here, I suppose, is that phishing emails are getting better. So the question needs to be whether your staff training and awareness activities are keeping up. And in the third article this week... It's about the five biggest financial frauds targeting people in Ireland. Mandatory Covid tests, Brexit custom charges, overdue toll charges, compromised bank accounts and finding somewhere to rent. The five key topics most commonly used to fool Irish people into handing over their money. That's according to a recent report in the Irish Independent. And also mentioned in the report is that the Gardaí, Ireland's police force, has stated that uh, criminal reports about account takeover fraud, where a criminal gains access to your bank account and then quickly drains it dry, have increased by 560% since 2019. The other key point is that some of these frauds involve low-tech steps as well. For example, criminals have been known to send innocent taxi drivers to collect the bank card from someone who's been fooled by one of these fraudulent emails into thinking that their account has been compromised and that the card needs to be returned to the bank. The key takeaway here is that if you receive a message that requires immediate attention, then give it your immediate and undivided attention. But don't immediately move from attention to action. We all need to think before we act. Right, on to the other things I've been thinking about this week. Well, on Monday, it was actually a holiday in Ireland. um, And strangely enough, which is unusual in Ireland, the sun was also shining. So as I wrote at the time, it was clearly the perfect time to sit indoors and learn about cybersecurity while also earning an hour of CPD, continuous professional development, which a lot of us need to do uh, to maintain our qualifications and certifications. I recently worked with the Compliance Institute here in Ireland to develop a short course on cybersecurity risks and regulations. The course is designed for people working in both first-line and second-line roles who aren't techies, but who want to know more about how to manage and think about cybersecurity. Using plain English, I discuss how most attacks succeed, what the Central Bank of Ireland's expectations are in relation to cybersecurity, and how the Digital Operational Resilience Act, DORA, is going to change the regulatory baseline. You can sign up for the module at the Institute of Banking website, IOB.ie. And if you're a member of the Institute of Banking or the Compliance Institute, you may be able to earn one hour of CPD upon completion. Uh, And as an aside, I deliver similar training to organisations. So if you, your senior colleagues or board members are interested in something like this, that's tailored to your specific areas of concern and interest, Just get in touch to learn more. And on Wednesday, I was also thinking about the common phrase within the financial services world that past performance is not an indicator of future returns. And that was just that despite all of the media reports about cyber attacks, it is interesting how so many firms continue to be victims of unsophisticated attacks. And I wonder, is it because many of us are subconsciously assuming that past performance is a reliable indicator of future returns. In other words, does the fact that we've never been attacked before lead us to assume that we won't be attacked in the future? And that's because, as we're frequently told, past performance is not an indicator of future returns. If a firm is not investing in assessing and improving its cybersecurity defences, it's gambling that its luck in the past will not run out in the future. And if the executive team and the board of the firm are comfortable with the gamble, then that's their decision, for which they will reap the rewards or suffer the consequences. But if they're misinterpreting the gamble as a shrewd business move, they're only fooling themselves. So if you're not investing time and money in assessing and improving your defences, you need to recognise that you're gambling your future on your past luck. And perhaps the gamble will continue to succeed, but are you really comfortable with the bet? And if this is something that causes you concern, by this time next week, you could know whether you're gambling with your firm's future. Uh, I have a very quick assessment process, which uh, may get you those answers within five working days. Again, if you're interested in talking about this more, just get in touch. Otherwise, that's it for this week. So until next time, take care.